0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and joining me today from Colorado to discuss the recount efforts currently taking place is Peter Lupia. Peter, how are you today, sir? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking, Zach. Appreciate you having me on the show today. Awesome. It's my pleasure. Anything to ensure the safety and security of our election system here in America. So please tell us uh, what your uh, actual role is in this recount and how you got involved.
1: Sure. So I have been a candidate for the uh, position of El Paso County Clerk and Recorder here in Colorado uh, since last November. Uh, My uh, campaign started then. And uh, I'm part of what became a a really tight group of uh, candidates all running. We were all conservative, uh, America first. Um, I think we're all Christians even, but regardless, um, candidates who ran against establishment folks. So all of our all of our competitors are part of the, the carousel of jobs, so to speak, here in elected positions. They just switch from one job to the next and position to the next. So um, we had a fantastic effort here, got great support. Um, everything indicated that we were performing very, very well headed into our primary elections. So our primary elections were actually on June 28th. And uh, the election night reporting results were very interesting uh, from our perspective of All of our graphs, if you were to see graphs, are identical lines. They mirror each other for both ourselves and our competitors. Mm. Uh, And we all ultimately lost by a margin of 65% to 35% plus or minus a little bit. Literally literally within that ballpark. So we're led to believe out of 100,000 votes that up till election day, um, we were losing 65 to 35 because on election day, everything was exactly evenly split 50, 50. So it's very uh, statistically um, nearly impossible for that to have happened. What, what they're showing happened uh, is statistically uh, nearly impossible. And so here in Colorado, for those that don't know, we do have all mail in or all mail ballots. So every registered voter, we have problems with our voter, Um, registration system here. We have a score system and we also participate in ERIC. So um, our secretary of state actually just lost a lawsuit about getting our voter rolls cleaned up. But regardless, um, every registered voter here gets a ballot by mail. A bunch who aren't even registered or who have moved still got ballots. Um, So there's just there's a lot of questions in how things work. And so ballots actually went out in early June. We kind of have created a election system here, our election season, should I say, not system, but election season um, instead of election day. And so they start counting ballots literally a couple of weeks before election day here. So um, the run up to all of that just led us to uh, be very skeptical of what was being reported. There was already a lot of investigation of things going on here in Colorado, a lot of groups and election integrity folks that have been uh, doing deep dives here. And so I'm speaking to you today, kind of representing that coalition of candidates. There were, uh, there's seven of us that are moving forward with a request for a hand recount of our ballots, um, because ordinarily what they like to do is if you end up paying for a recount, so it does cost us money as candidates um, to ask for a recount, they will just run it back through the exact same Dominion machines that did the initial count. Um, and and then call it good. So we're not only requesting the recount, but we're requesting that it be a hand recount um, and certification of the ballots with the envelopes and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that went along with that. So we had um, 150,000 votes cast total in El Paso County. About 100,000 of those were Republican or, and or unaffiliated because here we have open primaries. So an unaffiliated voter can participate. So, we had about 100,000 cast in the Republican primary, about 50,000 in the Democrat primary. Um, Out of those 150,000, about 60,000 of them were cast on Election Day, which is a huge number. Um, And again, part of what helps us support our our kind of our uh, investigation from the perspective all of us conservative America First candidates were uh, speaking through our entire campaigns wait and vote on election day. Don't put your ballot in there early. It allows them to kind of plan things and look at things from an algorithm perspective in the machines. And so that was huge voter turnout compared to history, uh, historical figures here in, in Colorado. So, or El Paso County. So, um, and so on a, on a bigger perspective, that's El Paso County. We saw the same things of the state races. So we've got secretary of state, Tina Peters, um, uh, U.S. Senator Ron Hanks, uh, who who both saw the same thing in their races as well. So we have a, a coalition working around the state, um, not only with us here in El Paso County and the state level, but there are other candidates in other counties that are challenging as well. Um, but we're really focused on El Paso County as the biggest county in, uh, uh, the state of Colorado. So we have 64 counties here. We're the largest by population. We're also nationally, um, probably depending on who you're talking to or listening to, we're one of the top two or three counties as a uh, percentage of voters to be Republican. So Mm -hmm. big Republican County, largest County in the state, um, big influence on what happens here with the voting in Colorado. And ultimately, um, has some reflection of of what things are going to happen in the national scene as well. So uh, we've gotten a lot of attention here. So Peter, if you are allowed to do the
0: recount, are you going to be able to do it the way that you want to, or is Jenna Griswold going to force it to go through the Dominion machines? Because I always look at it like this. If you have a stack of 10,000 counterfeit bills (laughs) it doesn't matter if you've got 10,000 of them. Every single one of them is still counterfeit. And so, therefore, if you have a single legitimate dollar bill in there, well, then you've only got $1. You don't have uh, $10,000. And if you're only counting them, there's no way that you will know that. You have to verify the validity of those things. Are they going to allow you to do it that way, or is this just something
1: that you're asking to do? So... State statute allows them to do hand counting okay. or hand hand recounting, so it's allowed as a possibility. Now, whether or not they'll agree to it is the is the second part of that. So, um, the effort here we're we're moving forward under the anticipation that our request for recount will be met with a hand recount. Our request for a hand recount will be um, returned with we will do a recount, but we'll do it through the machines. So we're preparing ourselves for that. So the first uh, step that we'll have to do is actually file the letters for a recount. Um, we'll have to be prepared to put up uh, whatever the uh, amount of money is that they're asking for to do that recount. And then uh, our our plan puts us in a position then where we create standing for ourselves. Right. Um, so then we can turn to the court and say, okay, We've asked for recount. We've paid our money, but we want to challenge the methodology of recount. Okay, and at that point, that's where we we go uh, at both the state level and the and the county level. So, uh, Tina Peters and Ron Hanks will have to do that through uh, district courts in this up in Denver uh, because they are statewide candidates. For us in El Paso County, we'll be doing that here, but that then opens the discussion uh, and debate about how the methodology uh, actually happens for the hand recount which is what we'll be fighting for and what information comes along with that then.
0: Okay, so two things. How much money will it be necessary for you to raise to successfully get this off the ground? And what's the timeline that we're looking at?
1: So our timeline from a fundraising perspective is rather immediate. Um, I will say we have been stonewalled uh, pretty strongly by the Secretary of State's office and the Clerk and Recorder's office with regard to uh, getting information and uh, data and those sorts of things released to us. So, um, Ron and Tina at the state level did put out a, an initial request for hand count actually last week, um, to, to find out uh, what they actually were up against. Um, statute allows you to, to request a recount more than once, um, as long as it's before the statutory deadline. So, um, they have an idea of how much money they need to raise, which is about $250,000 uh, to actually meet the machine recount figure. Mm. Um, for us here in El Paso County, we can we, we were able to glean a little bit from that. So we have an idea uh, for countywide races like mine. Uh, we're going to have to have a minimum of $10,000 ready to go. Uh, the moment they come back to us and say, yes, we'll do a recount, here's your bill, we have 24 hours to deposit that money. So uh, we have to have that in place very quickly. Now, the reality is we could come back uh, through the the press to get the hand count done. Um, they could come back and dramatically increase the cost and ju- try to justify that as being it'll take longer, it'll be more people Et cetera, et cetera. So, um, here in El Paso County, for our candidates at the countywide level, we're trying to raise a minimum $30,000 for each of us as fast as we can. Um, some of our, our candidates uh, ran in specific House districts or uh, County Commission districts. Uh, their races were only a portion of the county, obviously. So, they need a little bit less, but um, still easily in the 15 dollars to $20,000 range to be prepared to uh, go the distance. With this, so our our challenges become that, and because we couldn't get answers, we couldn't get direction, we couldn't get the information we needed back from the Secretary of State with regard to how we could pay for these. Um, we we decided uh, we had to pick a direction, and that ends up being each of us raising that money within our own campaign accounts under current campaign uh, limitations and etc. Uh, versus the opportunity to have a, a, a donor or a, a PAC or some other organization that might otherwise be able to participate. Uh, we haven't been able to get clear legal direction on that from the Secretary of State's office. So we've gone back to what we know, which is we're allowed to raise money under our, our immediate campaigns. Uh, here's, our, here's what our limits are. And all of us have different limits. Uh, The state candidates have different limits than the county candidates. The county candidates have different limits than the House district members. So it's all a little um, confusing from that perspective. But uh, people that are able to support us can certainly support uh, each of the candidates at the maximum level that that candidate uh, has been allowed throughout the campaign season.
0: So what is the easiest way that you're asking for people to be able to contribute to these efforts to go to your campaign website, or do you have something centralized that's been set up?
1: Yeah. So we have a, we have a centralized uh, website right now that is uh, working uh, and is easily accessible for folks, particularly those that are not local. Um, And it is Recount.com, and you can put on there a backslash candidates or if you just go to the website, coloradorecount.com, uh, and go on the tab, that uh, the drop-down that says candidates, um, that will take you to a list. It'll have a picture of all of us and then a link directly to each of our individual campaign uh, websites. Uh, for those that are local or in Colorado that may know our website, they can go directly there to start with. Uh, but for anybody else in Colorado or outside of Colorado, uh, coloradorecount.com. Uh, backslash candidates is the easiest way to get to all of us. And then you can visit each individual site from there to make donations. What about the Republican Party of
0: Colorado? Have they had any input or say in what you guys are, are attempting to do? Have they supported you in any way? Because I have to believe Uh, you know, George Soros or any of these major Democratic donors, if it was Democratic slates of candidates that were looking to get a recount off the ground, that money would be in that account almost immediately. And in in years past, it seems that the Republican Party has been less than enthusiastic to help candidates with these efforts.
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, here in Colorado, uh, our state party has not even reached out to us. Uh, So they have uh, immediately, literally before any of the counts were even finalized, were sending out messages to say, hey, let's all get on board and rally around uh, the winners who are all the establishment candidates. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those establishment candidates are, are actually clerks and recorders and uh, other folks in different counties. In our particular county, um, our clerk and recorder, Chuck Brearman, um is one of those establishment people. He's term limited as clerk and recorder. He's looking to just move over for uh to be the treasurer. Right now that's what he's running for county treasurer. Um but he's one of the people that actually helped introduce dominion into Colorado. He was on the uh the committee that <laughs> made the recommendation. Yeah. So um he he's been uh silent as a clerk and recorder with anything that would create opposition to the the current system as it is. Um, so our expectations are that we, uh, that's why we know we have a fight ahead of us, uh, why we're rallying the troops in this way. But, um, our County chair has been, um, supportive of us since the, since the primary races. Um, she understands what happens and sees that, uh, her, her hands are tied to some degree and what she can do because she has, uh, not only us primary, candidates um, that didn't win, but now also has primary candidates who did. um, And whether or not she likes that scenario has to balance support for both. Um, So she's she's doing what she can to to make sure that uh, she's fighting for the election integrity portion. So she's very committed to that, uh, but has some has some challenges with uh, how vocally she can step out to do that. Um, and we're, we're grateful for her help and her support. Her name is Vicki Tonkins and she has, she herself has been under attack by, uh, not only our local establishment, but, uh, the state party as well. And because she stands up for, for truth and righteousness and election integrity and those sorts of things. So she's certainly in the fight with us, but, uh, for the most part, we're not doing this with the support of our state party by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Well, I'm hoping that you guys are going to be success, successful, and I understand you have this event coming up tomorrow. Is this something that that you're holding virtually or you're asking people to come in
1: person? So uh, it is going to be uh, – we're, we're hoping a virtual event. Unfortunately, I can't tell you how people can connect to that at this moment. We're going to have to publish that because it's still a work in progress. Okay. This is all coming together just within the last – uh, we just started, got up, got a place to do this and are getting the AV team put together, but we are doing an event here in Colorado Springs. Um, it's in a, a conference center, 2860 South Circle drive, uh, Colorado Springs. That's on the South, uh, South part of town. Um, it starts at 6 PM. Uh, the doors will open about five o'clock. Uh, so anybody who wants to get there up until that point, but, uh we're anticipating Ron and Tina Peter, Ron Hanks and Tina Peters to be there along with all seven of the El Paso County candidates who are, um, who are asking for the recount, the hand recount. And uh, it will be an opportunity to hear from each of us candidates. So we're going to talk a little bit about what what's going on. We're going to share kind of the plan that we're talking about here um, and give uh, whatever more detail we can of, But we can reveal, obviously, we have some stuff that we're holding a little closer to the chest at this point, Uh, but we want people to have an opportunity to ask us questions, uh, get some hope and enthusiasm. And I'll tell you, the folks here in El Paso County have been chomping at the bit (laughs) Uh, I hear from folks every day, dozens of people that are calling and texting and emailing saying, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And um, we've, we've signed NDAs as a group and with the attorneys and the folks that we're working with. So we've, we've kind of held things close to the chest. And again, uh, getting really stonewalled on how to get our our funding put in place kind of slowed us down from being able to make any public announcements, but tomorrow will be an opportunity for people to come uh, make donations, ask questions, um, hear from us as candidates Uh, see some of the the data that we've been uh, working with and trying to analyze the little bit that we've been able to get, but to help get an understanding of of what this fight's about and why it's crucial that we act um, immediately.
0: Absolutely. Well, I can tell you for myself, and I'm certain for the vast majority of my audience, election integrity is the number one issue. Everybody watching my show, we were live on election night 2020. We saw As all of those results started to just roll in and then be rolled back, we saw as votes were stripped away and transferred to different candidates. So uh, I am not surprised that they have apparently algorithmically ensured the loss of the candidates that are on the America First slate. This race, to me, is representative of the worst possible scenario of what could happen this primary season, and I think it's vitally important that we support candidates like you and the people that you're running with to ensure that once we get to 2023, the people who are coming in and getting sworn in are actually going to be supporting the best interests of the American people and the people of their state, so... I want to thank you for having the courage to run, number one, and then second, having the courage to stand up in what appears to be the face of just overwhelming, uh, I don't know, just horrible, (laughs) horrible results coming in that just don't seem to be organic. So, Peter, is there anything else that you want to leave the audience with?
1: Uh, Zach, I appreciate you having me on, and I actually would like to just say um, if people are not familiar with it, there's a, a book that's been uh, written that's called the doctrine of the lesser magistrates and if if they're not familiar with it what it asks is for people to uh, stand in the gap when you're an elected official or whatever the case may be it's it's a, a doctrine that's been around since the 1500s but uh, it was just put into more layman's terms here in the last few years and um, all of us as candidates here uh, have been Talking about that as being part of our role in being the the representatives and the state the statesmen for this area, and I'll tell you, there's not a single one of us that's ever run for office um, or been elected to office, should I say? There's not a single one of us that really wanted, um, jumped up and said, "Hey, I want to, I want to go do this." So we're all uh, doing this because we have a passion for the fight. A lot of us are uh, stepping backwards financially and and uh, put a lot at at stake. Um, even to be willing to step up to that. So I would just encourage folks, if you're not familiar with that, that doctrine of the lesser magistrates, maybe just take a peek at it and um, understand that we're standing in the gap for people. And we understand that's potentially at great peril to ourselves, but it's what we believe in and it's what we know to be right. Well,
0: politics are best served by people who are interested in service and not interested in uh, you know jumping from position to position and uh, adding on to their um, their retirement packages as they yes. go along. So uh, once again, thank you very much for doing what you're doing, and uh, I wish you much success. And would you give the website w- one more time?
1: Sure, absolutely. It is Recount.com. Uh, backslash candidates to go straight to that page coloradorecount.com find the candidates tab on there and that'll take you to uh, access to each one of us individually but uh, with that thank you zach for having me on again appreciate the time today peter lapia thank you very much for being here